listening to the White Oak Houston podcast, the official podcast of White Oak Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. White Oak exists to help people come alive to the wonder of the gospel and fully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit us online at whiteoakchurch.net. Welcome to the White Oak Houston podcast. This is Pastor James, and alongside me is Pastor John. And as always on this podcast, we like to cover different questions involving the Christian faith, uh, especially your questions, any questions that you have. And of course, if you have any, uh, you can email us at info at whiteoakchurch.net, and we would love to to answer those. Uh, But we do have a quick ask before we get into our podcast. If you uh, enjoy this podcast, or if you've enjoyed any ones that we've done in the past, we would love for you to take a quick moment, go online to to White Oak Church, uh, wherever you listen to on iTunes or, or Spotify or whatever, we would love for you to uh, just review our podcast and preferably give us a, a five-star rating. We would love to, uh, to have that. Uh, we, we found that a lot of people do enjoy the podcast and they share that with us uh, in person or through email, but we would love to just have you share that uh, via a review on our podcast so other people can listen to it. Uh, today, we're going to answer the question, what do you do when you doubt your faith? So last week, uh, we talked about, is it wrong to doubt your faith? And today, we're going to get into some very practical things. Uh, how do you respond when you doubt your faith? And so uh, what do we do? How do we proceed when we have these sort of doubtful thoughts? And so Pastor John is going to lead us into practically what do we do to get back into faith? Yeah, so I, I think this is really important. I thought you did a great podcast last week talking about like, is it wrong? And so I think you were just kind of processing what is doubt and you know, even in our minds, like, is that something that we should be concerned about and how we should proceed? And so today I want to give some really practical steps of kind of how we can uh, proceed forward when we doubt our faith. Um, I think people make wrong choices and turns at this place, and it kind of takes them off track in their faith, but I think that doesn't have to be the case. And so, and really I want to reference this from John chapter 20. It's the famous story of where uh, Thomas uh, doubts the resurrection of Jesus because Thomas was not with the disciples originally in John's account whenever Jesus appears to the disciples. And so they're telling him that he's risen, but he doesn't believe it, right? And he even says, unless I see the nail scars Mm -hmm. in his hand, I'll never believe. Um, And I think really that story is not just a random story in the Bible. I really think it's our pathway forward when we doubt as well. And so I think a couple of things that we see there that I want to share with the listener today in terms of what do you actually do practically when you doubt your faith. And the first one I think we see in the story is this, number one, be open to God's voice, right? When you doubt, uh, be open to God speaking into that and God healing you uh, from that doubt. I think in the story of Thomas, what we see about Jesus is that he's very sympathetic to Thomas's doubt, which is really cool when you think about it. I mean, he could have been like, man, I've done so much. I've performed miracles in front of you, you know, and you don't believe I can rise from the dead. He could have been be done with you. You know, you're not holy enough. You know, he could have just cast him away. And Thomas would have deserved it. He, he you know, wasn't believing the way he should have been in light of all that he had seen. But Jesus comes to Thomas. And he literally shows him what he's asking for, right? So Thomas is like, unless I see this, I'll never believe. And Jesus literally shows it to him in the story. And so uh, he doesn't say just have it your way. He says like, no, you're doubting. Let 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 me speak into this. And so I believe that what we see in the story is that when we doubt, God will speak to us if we are willing to actually listen. And so I think practically, when you doubt, be open and be expecting God to speak into that and to do something in your life that does build your faith again towards him. And the reason why this is so important, man, and I've talked about this before in other sermons, is I think a lot of what we call doubt is really just spiritual apathy, right? And so let me paint that picture and explain what I mean by that. So we don't go to church, 
We don't get in God's word. We never pray. We live our life obsessed with the things of this world, right? And we're always thinking about the things of the world. And then we say we don't believe in God because we don't feel him or sense him, hmm. right? We run away from God, and then we say, oh, I don't know if I can even believe God exists because, you know, I don't feel him. I don't see him in my life, you know? And, uh, you know, the, the image I use for that is the guy that, you know, goes to the ocean, sticks his head in the sand and says, I don't believe in the ocean because I don't see it, you know? And Preach so, it. yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, I, I just feel like a lot of times we think we're doubting, but really we're just not pursuing Jesus. And there's a difference between those two things. And so um, in Matthew 7, I love this. It says, those who seek are those who find, right? And, and, and Jesus says that over and over again, that there is no blanket promise that it will be obvious or that you will clearly see God's active presence in your life if you're just doing what you want always and not pursuing him. In other parts of the gospel, Jesus says, he who has ears, let him hear. And so basically only the person who's open and willing will actually hear what I'm saying. And so the first thing, as we said earlier, is be open to God's voice. If you are if you are doubting, be open to God moving and be open to it being in a kind of a different, unique way than maybe you're expecting. Uh, the entire gospel, uh, the entire story of Jesus coming to the world is God revealing himself and saving us. But what he's doing is he has to reveal himself first, right? And so I would say that when you're doubting, uh, be looking and open to the ways that God will build your faith, reveal his presence, and so on. And so be expectant, be ready, be humble, um, and I believe God will move. I know in my life when I have waited on God, which under the Psalms, you know, David talks a lot about waiting on God. Whenever I've waited on God, he has always shown up. And so if you're doubting, the first thing I would say is just be open and be looking with wide eyes for what God's going to do. So be open to God's voice. Yeah, I love how you, you know, we talk about how it's okay to have doubts, but it's also okay to doubt your doubts, right? Yeah, I mean, exa- it's okay exactly. to, and I think that's what you're saying, like be open to God's voice, be like, man, God is going to speak and I give, trust Give that. God a fair shake. Exactly. All right, so that's number one, be open to God's voice. What, what's the second thing? And, and this, I think, maybe is the most important one. Um, and uh, the way I always phrase it is, um, whenever you doubt your faith, um, touch the faith. And so what I mean by that is practice the good disciplines of Christianity as revealed in scripture. And I take this from whenever Jesus, he doesn't just show Thomas the the scar marks in his hands. He invites him to actually touch them. And I think that's such a beautiful, intimate example of how Jesus invites Thomas to come close. And he says, hey, if, if you'll come close to me, Thomas, then you'll know that I'm real. If you'll come close, if you'll look at this, if you'll touch this, if you'll interact with what I'm showing you, then you will know that I'm real and that I'm here among you. And so I think in the same way, whenever we doubt, usually the answer to your doubt is not sitting around and thinking about your doubt, Hmm. but it's actually um, trying to embrace the faith and live out Christianity in your everyday life. Um, for, For those who are theological nerds or, you know, I really into philosophy. A really good uh, book I love is uh, G.K. Chesterton's Orthodoxy. And um, it's really about why the Orthodox main beliefs of the Christian faith, why they make sense rationally. But he actually talks a lot about like depression in that book and also about people that kind of go crazy in their own mind and overthink things and get depressed or doubtful or anxious or whatever. And he has this amazing concept where he talks about how the, the problem with the depressed guy, the person that overthinks things, where he can't believe Jesus because he has too many questions is he's gotten into a rut in his mind because his mind has overthought everything. And he tries to use his mind to get himself out of the rut that his mind created. 
And so it's like you're depressed because you think about things too much and you worry too much and you try to think you try to think through all those problems. But he's like, what you have to realize is your your mind is a problem. Your mind is an issue. It's kind of sick to a degree. And so he says that the guy who's struggling with depression, he needs to get out and do things, go outside, be active, be productive. And even, you know, a lot of um, counselors will tell you this. When you have depression, you have to go outside, be active, work your job, do things. Don't just sit around and think all the time. And so I think whenever you, you doubt, our tendency is to sit around and try to rationalize through our doubts. Like, you know, well, how could God exist if this, is, this happened? And that's a good thing to do. But I think in Scripture... There's always this call to like go out and be obedient to Jesus and do things. And so um, this is why the church exists. This is why the Holy Spirit exists, why worship and community exist, to prove to us that God is real. But we have to step into these things. And so whenever you doubt, I would say um, get more involved in your church, serve in your church, get into community in your church, get in relationships in your church. When you doubt your faith, go feed a homeless person. You know, when you doubt your faith, Call someone up who needs a friend to be there for them and shine the light of Jesus in their life, right? Whenever you doubt, touch the faith. Do the things that Jesus is inviting you to do. And I think when you do that, it really begins to help confirm to you that, no, there's this spiritual thing that I can't see really is real. And it's evidence through God's work in my life. And so whenever you doubt, live out the faith. Um, be really close to the disciplines. Go through the motions of the church. Worship with the church. Give to the church. Take the Lord's Supper. Really make the church like a very tangible thing in your life. Um, the person, and what's always interesting is I talk to people sometimes, and one of the common things people want to do when they doubt is like, well, I want to walk away from the church, right? I want to walk away from the faith of the Bible because I doubt. But walking away from the church when you doubt is like the person who's struggling in their marriage and they refuse to go to a counselor right? Mm -hmm. They refuse to read a book on marriage. They refuse to spend quality time with their spouse. And so what you find really is, is it doubt or you just don't want to be with this person anymore? Are you really struggling in your marriage or you just don't want to work at it? And so if you're not doing anything to work on it, then probably the problem isn't your relationship, but it's what's going on inside of you. You're kind of rebellion against the relationship. And so I think the same thing with our relationship with Jesus is that whenever you're, you're doubting, you should lean in more, right? And not walk away. If you walk away, it really says more about you, than the credibility of God's existence and the truthfulness of Scripture. And so I would just say, uh, like in James 4, 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And so those seasons um, where you're doubting are when you really need community and ritual and discipline more than you ever have. And so, um, and the last image I'll give, which to me to this day, I remember hearing this a few years back and it has stuck with me ever since. It's probably the best illustration I've ever heard on doubt and how it doesn't have to overcome you. Um, given by, of course, the guy we refer to as the Protestant Pope, John yeah. Piper. Um, Jay, Jay Pipes, as my wife calls him. And he said, someone asked him once, this was amazing, they're, they're at this interview, and a guy comes up and says, John Piper, who's like this amazing, well-known pastor, I mean, maybe, maybe the most well-known in some ways Christian in America, some would argue. And this guy comes up and says, John Piper, famous, well-known pastor, do you ever doubt your faith? And he pauses for a moment and think, well, this is the guy that all of us admire, you know? And he says, yeah. And he's like, but I want to explain to you what it's like and why that's not a horrible thing. He says, he goes, I see doubt. Like, imagine you're a fish, you know, swimming in the water. Doubt is like a hook that comes into the water. And he goes, doubt is what happens when that hook comes into the mouth of you, that fish, right? So like the, the hook is in your mouth. He was like, but... Just because a hook is in your mouth as a fish does not mean you're caught, right? You're only caught if that hook catches your mouth. And the second it catches your mouth, that's how it pulls you out of the water, right? 
And he says, doubt is when that hook comes into your mouth. He was like, but you fight back against it. and You don't let that hook catch. The second that hook comes into the fish's mouth, he runs away from it, right? He, he doesn't let it overcome him. And so he says that whenever that hook comes into his mouth, whenever doubt pops into his mind, like you talked about last week, he runs to Jesus. He runs to the word. He runs to the church. And every time God is faithful to save him from that hook. And so doubt is something that happens um, whenever the thought pops into your mind. It's like an invitation to turn away from Jesus. But he said like any other invitation, you can turn it down, right? You get invited Mm. to something, you don't have to go. And he says that's what doubt is like in the life of Christian. There's going to be moments where you doubt. He says, but you, you run to the faith. You run to the disciplines. You practice what Jesus preaches. And at least in my life, I found when I do that, um, God powerfully preserves my faith. Mm, what a powerful image. It just reminds me that if God has the power over death, he has the power over doubt as well. And that's mm. just a, mm. a powerful thing. Yeah, there we go, mm. preaching it this morning. Mm. But uh, man, that's so good. Uh, Pastor John, any, any closing thoughts, any final thoughts for someone out there who's just really going through a season of doubt and they need some help and counsel? Yeah, so whenever you're doing these things, whenever you're, you're doubting, you're, okay, I'm going to be open to God's voice. Like, I, I believe God's going to move in this, and so I'm looking for that. Uh, number two, I'm, in the meantime, I'm practicing the faith. I'm doing what it says. I'm, I'm obeying Jesus. I think you also really need people around you, and yet doubt can be a very sensitive thing, I think. And so uh, what I always like to tell people is don't process your doubt alone, but also don't shout it from the rooftops, right? I think... There's a, there's, a, there's a really kind of sweet spot when it comes to a Christian struggling with doubt in terms of how many people maybe need to know or what forms you're, you're sharing that in. And so I don't think you need to be processing it just by yourself. I think that's dangerous. But I think also if you're always going on your Facebook page and posting all this stuff about it, I think it kind of almost invites too many people into that conversation. Like the whole world does not need to know about your doubt. And what I think that does is you, you begin to get too many voices that are speaking into that, too many opinions coming your way. And for the person that's always confu- already confused and struggling, that just becomes a little bit too much. And so I think you need a few people in your life who you know and trust, who are solid believers in the faith, who are actually in community with you and not like just knowing you on Facebook from three states away, <laughs> like people in your life. You need to be telling them what's going on in your life. Say, I'm, I'm having these doubts. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. Ask them to pray for you. Ask them to check in for you and ask them to hold you accountable to touching the faith and staying close to Jesus through this season. And so, man, when you invite people into your problems, like it's amazing how quickly God blesses you. And I know someone is listening to this right now, and you've been struggling with your doubt for a long time, and one of the main reasons is because you've been doing it alone. And so I want to invite you to find some people in your church that you trust to walk through that with you. Um, And even just the process of talking about it is going to be very therapeutic for you. Um, you'll find people that resonate with you. I know when I've gone through stuff and made it public, people are like, I get all these messages, but I have the same struggle. It makes me feel like I'm not alone. And so you just need to know you're not alone. There's also people that are going to help, help walk with you through this season. So I would say don't process it alone, but you don't need to shout it from the rooftops. Find a few people, find some community, and basically practice uh, being open to God's voice and touching the faith. And I think God will do a great work in your life. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pastor John, for sharing uh, on a very sensitive subject, but one that I think we all need to hear uh, from time to time. Uh, And thank you guys for listening. Um, As always, if you have any questions that you'd like us to cover on this podcast, you can email us at info at whiteoakchurch.net. That's I-N-F-O at whiteoakchurch.net. And we would love to ask you to go online real quick and rate our podcast if you enjoy it, preferably with a five-star review. Uh, But until next time, thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.